Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Today, we're talking about foreign income and specifically foreign income for small business owners. So we're going to be talking about reporting foreign income and what that looks like. We're going to be talking about the types of foreign income. We're going to be talking about tax treaties and some exemptions around foreign income, talking about the foreign earned income exclusion, as well as the foreign tax credit, as well as some compliance and reporting requirements. So the reason that we want to talk about this and the reason that this come up is because so many business now working virtually are working with companies and work with businesses and doing stuff all around the world. And so oftentimes it comes up, how do I treat this foreign income that I'm receiving? How do I report this? Do I need to report this? If I make income in another country, does it even matter? Do I have to do anything to the U.S.? So let's start with that question. Let's start with this idea of reporting foreign income. In income, what the U.S. looks at is they require you to report worldwide income. So that means that whether you're earning income in the U.S., whether you're earning income in Japan, whether you're earning income in India, wherever you're earning income, the U.S. requires, if you're a resident and a citizen of the U.S., you would have to report worldwide income on your U.S. tax return. So you're going to report that income, that foreign income that you received on your U.S. tax return. Now, you might have to file tax returns in those foreign entities as well. That might be a requirement there. But regardless, the U.S. is going to require you to re- report worldwide income, and that includes foreign income. So we look at types of foreign income. This could be from anything. It could be from selling a goods, a service to another country or in another country. It could be investments or partnerships that you have in another country that you're receiving income from. It could be IP rights that you're selling or or, or giving to somebody in another country. It could be maybe you have a rental property in another country and you're receiving rents from that. Maybe you have interest stocks, maybe various different things in a foreign entity. Basically, all of this would be included in foreign income. Now, the U.S. has some tax treaties and exemptions with some countries that can provide relief from double taxation. And basically, these tax treaties basically allow you to exclude some types of income or claim a credit of taxes paid to a foreign entity against your U.S. US tax return. So you're still going to potentially report it, but you might be able to exclude some of that if there is a treaty in place and it makes sense in the country that you're working with. So if you're located in another country, if you're working highly in another country, just make sure, check that out, see if there's a treaty, see if there's something in there to look at. The next thing that we want to talk about is this foreign earned income exclusion. And basically, this is just part of the tax code that allows it that if you're working abroad, including business owners who are operating internationally, you can have an exclusion against your income. And so for tax year 2024, that number for individuals is 126,500. And that amount will change due to inflation. But basically, that just allows you to exclude income from your U.S. taxable income. So if you qualify, now in order to qualify for this foreign earned income exclusion, you have to meet two parameters. You have to be considered a bona fide residence test or the physical presence test. So let's talk about the first test, bona fide residence test. The first one to require that is you have to be a resident of a foreign country for an uninterrupted period that includes a full tax year. 
So if you are a resident of a foreign country for an entire tax year, you would hit that bona fide resident test for this credit. Or you can do the physical presence test, which basically just says that you have to be present in a foreign country for at least 330 full days during any 12 consecutive months. So basically, you pretty much have to be present in that country for a full year. And that's kind of the requirement for that. So that is the foreign earned income exclusion. Basically, if you're located in another country, you're a resident there, you're working pretty much permanently there in another country, the IRS is going to give you an amount that you can exclude from your income under U.S. tax return. Now, you're still going to file that information on your tax return, but you're going to have that foreign earned income exclusion if you meet those qualifications. Now, it's important to note that is only against income received for services performed outside of the U.S. So if you have dividends, rental income, capital gains, things like that is not going to be eligible for this exclusion. This is just for income for services that you provided outside the U.S. that you receive income on. Another thing is that self-employment income that's subject to self-employment tax. So if you're operating as a sole proprietorship or single member LLC, income that you receive that's subject to self-employment tax would also not qualify for this exclusion. So it's important for you to kind of maintain accurate records of the income that you received, what type of income, as well as the days that you've spent in a foreign entity, a foreign country, and if you have residents there, to substantiate this credit that you're going to take. So that's just something that is uh, eligible to you, but just make sure that you're documenting it, you're taking, you're, you're dotting your I's, crossing your T's on making sure that's implemented correctly. The next thing that we want to talk about when we talk about this foreign piece is the foreign tax credit. Basically, the foreign tax credit is a way to mitigate the issue of that double taxation for U.S. taxpayers. So basically, if you're paying taxes in a foreign country, we want to give it, the IRS gives us an option to say, okay, how do we make sure that we're not paying tax in a foreign country and the U.S.? How do we kind of offset that and get a credit for that? And that's this idea of the foreign tax credit. So really, this is uh, critical for those that operate across borders. It allows you to offset the taxes paid to a foreign government against your U.S. taxable income for that same type of income. So let's say you earn $100,000 and you earn $100,000 in Germany, just as an example. You're going to have to pay Germany taxes on that, but then you're also going to have to report that. It's worldwide income on your U.S. tax return. And so you want to be able to offset the taxes that you paid in Germany against the taxes that you'll have to pay essentially on your U.S. tax return. That's where this credit comes in. To claim the foreign tax credit, you must meet specific requirements. And you're going to file this on form 116, 1116, the foreign tax credit form. That's part of your 1040, your individual tax return. Now, this credit is generally limited to the amount of U.S. tax attributable to foreign source income. So it basically alleviates that U.S. tax burden on income that has been taxed abroad and not on U.S. source income sources. So if you're in that income here in the U.S., that's not going to be part of this foreign tax credit. This is for income that was earned foreign. You paid taxes on it in a foreign entity. Now you're after to report this on your U.S. tax return, and we're offsetting the taxes from the U.S. tax return with giving a credit on the, the amount that you paid to that foreign entity. So that's the foreign tax credit. The next thing we want to talk about is compliance and reporting requirements. And this is something that's really important, especially really important right now. So business owners who have earned income from foreign sources or have assets abroad are subject to these various reporting requirements. And these are just put into place to ensure transparency, 
compliance with tax laws. The government just wants to make sure that if you have stuff going on foreign, that they want to be able to know about it. Because oftentimes when you have this foreign type activity, it's not as readily available as if you have that U.S. income. So the first one that is going to apply to to more people than you think is the foreign bank and financial accounts, the FBAR report. And basically the FBAR is a report that must be filed electronically with the Financial Crimes and Enforcement Network. And that's a bureau of the United States Treasury. You have to file an FBAR report if you as the business owner have a financial interest or signature authority over one or more accounts in a foreign country. So if you have a bank account in a foreign country that you have signature authority over, you would have to file this report as well as the, the and to this is the aggregate value of all foreign financial accounts exceeds $10,000 at any time during the calendar year. So let's say you have a foreign account that you're a signatory, you're the authorized signer for, and it is gets deposited $15,000 into it in June. That's going to trigger an FBAR report. Even if at the end of the year, there's $0 in it, you had over $10,000 of it at some point throughout the year. So you're going to have to file an FBAR report. This is really important. If you have foreign accounts, bank accounts, whatever it might be, this is where you're going to have to file an FBAR report again. If you have financial interest or signing authority over one or more accounts in a foreign country and the aggregate value of all foreign financial accounts is greater than $10,000 at any time during the calendar year, you have to file an FBAR report. Now, this is very important. If you need to file an FBAR, it's not something that you want to mess around with. This is a report that needs to be filed needs to be filed on time or the interest and penalties can really hurt you. So the FBAR is not filed with your federal tax return. It has a different deadline. The FBAR has to be filed by April 15th with an automatic extension to October 15th, if not filed by the original due date. So that is the FBAR report. The other one that comes up in this compliance piece is the Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act. And basically, this is just if, if U.S. taxpayers are holding financial assets outside of the U.S., they need to report those to the IRS. And this is done using Form 8938, Statement of Specified Foreign Financial Assets. There's different thresholds to this, anywhere from $50,000 to $100,000, somewhere in that range. We have a blog post on this. Check that out if you want to learn more about this. But if you're holding assets, financial assets, outside of the U.S., similar to that FBAR, you're going to have to file a FATCA report. And there's some clients' pieces around that. At the end of the day, if you're going to be working in a foreign country, or you're going to be having sales services in a foreign country, if you're going to be subject to taxes in a foreign country, but you're a U.S. resident, just remember, the U.S. requires you to report worldwide income. So regardless of that income, do not think that you can open up an account in Ireland and you can run that business there and never have to tell the IRS, never have to tell the U.S. government about what's going on in that business in Ireland. If you're part of that business, you own that business, you're going to have to report that income in the U.S. Now, as we've kind of talked about here, there's different types of treaties. There's the foreign earned income tax exclusion. There's the foreign tax credit. So there's different things about that income that doesn't mean that you're going to have to necessarily pay taxes on that income. There might be a credit. There might be some exclusion of it. There might be some exemptions, but the IRS wants to know about it. And that's the key point of it. Remember, the IRS requires you to report worldwide income. This could be from income from sales or goods or services that you have in another country. This could be an investment that you have, stocks, partnerships, whatever it might be in a foreign entity. This could be IP rights. This could be rents if you have a rental property in a foreign country. This is all kind of wrapped into it. Remember, there's a foreign earned income exclusion. 
if you're a bona fide residence or you meet a physical presence test, basically if you're located in a foreign entity for a longer period of time or you're a resident there, there's a a, a clause where you can exclude some of that income from your U.S. income. So that's the first one. And then there's the foreign tax credit. This is if you've earned income in another country, you've paid taxes on that income of another country. Now you're reporting it to the U.S. They're going to allow you and give you a credit so you can offset some of your U.S. tax with that tax that you paid for the foreign entity. This helps avoid that double taxation. And so if you're working in a foreign entity, I would just say, make sure you're, if this all applies to you, just make sure you're really dotting your I's and crossing your T's on not only your documentation, what income was foreign, what was not, how long were you in that foreign entity, how long were you not, make sure you're having full documentation on that, but also the types of income that you have and where it's, what taxes you're paying in those foreign countries, and just make sure that you're doing this correctly on your tax return because it can get complex. The other thing that I just want to stress more and more is this FBAR report, foreign bank and financial accounts. If you have a bank account, a financial account in another country, you have to report that to the IRS. It's part of this FBAR report. It's actually not the IRS. It's part of the FinCEN, which is U.S. Department of Treasury. But you have to file an FBAR report if you have a foreign bank account or financial account. This is one that often gets overlooked. Someone might be visiting and open up an account in another country, or they might have family in another country and open an account that they have signing authority over, or they're the owner of the account, they open it in another country and think, I don't need to worry about that. It's another country. The government wants to know about those, and there can be some very strict and heavy fines and penalties if you do not file this report. So again, that's the FBAR report, Foreign Bank and Financial Accounts Report. If you have a business or individual account in a foreign entity that you have financial interest in or signing authority over in a foreign country, and at any point during the year, the total amount of any foreign bank or financial accounts you have is more than $10,000, you have to file this FBAR report. So look that up. This is something that you don't want to miss on. If you qualify and required to file this FBAR report, you do not want to miss this because the penalties and the interest can really hit you. So hopefully that was helpful. Don't mean this to scare you. Don't mean, don't want this to be a, a thing to look out for. I just want to make sure that you guys are aware because so many businesses now are operating internationally are working with international companies, are partnering with international companies. And there's a lot of things going on. And there's a lot of misinformation out there. A lot of people hear, hey, you earn income foreign, don't worry about it. That's not a U.S. problem. Well, if you're a U.S. resident, it is a U.S. problem. Now, it might not be a problem, but it is something that you need to report. You don't get the clear on. So I just want to make that very clear. Make sure people understand that. And then to understand, okay, what are some, if you do qualify, no problem. What are some things you need to know? And that's hopefully what we talked about today. The, type, the idea of having to report this income, the types of income, the tax treaties, the foreign earned income exclusion, the foreign tax credit, the FBAR report, and various different filing requirements if you have assets or other financial bank accounts, financial assets in another country, what you need to report for that. So hopefully this was helpful. Again, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, TaxSavingsTV.com. Don't forget to check out our blog, TaxSavingsPodcast.com. And wherever you listen to us, however you watch us, however you read us, please leave us a review. I will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.